Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. As you guys know, I'm Zach Penser. We're joined by our usual host, Nolan T. Smith and Reed Martin, fresh from the course. And Reed, you brought a nice guest with us today. Why don't you do the introduction so I don't butcher it? Absolutely. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, one of the hardest workers I know, a caddy on the Corn Ferry Tour, works for Jimmy Stanger. His name is Colby Norman. Colby, how are we doing? Good, man. How's it going with you guys? Yeah, going great. Thanks so much for making the time. And before we get started, I know a lot of people like to just listen to the first minute and then they're like, oh, this is boring and then leave. So we'll give them some uh, quality stuff to leave with. I know you have a couple causes that you want to share with people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the guy I caddy for, Jimmy Stenger, um, he does Birdies for Hope, um, and it helps build uh, churches in lower income areas, uh, especially internationally. Um, so, Birdies for Hope is pretty important to him, and you know, being that I work for him, uh, you know, we like to see that do well. So, a lot of golfers and a few caddies are a part of that. And then with me, um, I had a niece diagnosed with. Uh, a very rare and aggressive form of cancer when she was less than a year old. And um, so we did uh, a fun run that year, like a 5K fun run. Um, she ended up, you know, going through a lot of treatment. And anybody that's done that uh, knows it's very expensive and very hard on family and friends. Um, but good news, she's doing well now. And um, But we still do the fun run every year. And this year is going to be October 3rd of 2020, and it's called the Tinley Tough 5K and Fun Run. So we're down in South Alabama. They have a Facebook page. If you want to come do it, that would be awesome. Uh, if not, donations are always uh, welcome. So we'd appreciate anything you could do. We give those uh, donations to families in our county that have a, a kid going through, uh, you know, cancer treatment or uh, any kind of, you know, just unfortunate sickness. So yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that's great. And for anyone watching on YouTube, just check the description. We'll put a link to both those things. And if you're listening, just listening, we'll put it in the bio. So you should be able to find it pretty easy. And uh, getting into the nitty gritty of how we got you on here. You're obviously friends with Reed, you know, the caddy connection. Or not friends with Reed, don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear how the association came to be, or give us a little, like, two-minute bio on yourself. Go for it, Reed. Uh, we were in Wichita, right? Was it Wichita? Um, Springfield, Illinois. No, it wasn't Mexico. You guys need oh, to get your story straight. We, we, but we stayed together in Wichita. Yeah, yeah, the very next yeah. week. I, yeah. Yeah, so him and I had a mutual friend, uh, Caddy's out on the uh, – Corn Ferry Tour, who actually used to caddy for Jimmy, um, and introduced us. And ever since, we've been uh, pretty close and, and kind of work with each other on certain things. And you know, some people you just are able to get along with, man. They understand you, and you understand them. You have a good relationship. We've kind of carried that throughout, even though we don't see as much of each other uh, anymore. But uh, I think <laughs> we, we both have a good knowledge of what's going on and, and you know, we kind of share a, a like thoughts, thoughts that are much alike and um, just kind of roll with it. That's awesome. Uh, that, that story really sounded like one of those stories, you know, when like you get arrested with like your buddy, not talking from experience, <laughs> you need to get your story straight. <laughs> That's the pre-conversation no, no, before hey. you get interrogated. <laughs> That's the, uh, that's the uh, whole Mexico story. We already went through that shit. <laughs> Go back a couple episodes. But you, you mentioned, like, I noticed you took a little jab at Reed for being in, in the big leagues. Is there, like, that kind of banter that goes on between caddies when you go up and oh, down? I, I always give them a hard time. I'm like, yeah, man, it's like, you're ever with the big boys, you know? Like, you know, you, you, I was like, you know, don't forget about us small people. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this, like, I'm totally always – I mean, I tell them 
I mean, almost every time we talk, I'm like, dude, I'm so stoked for you, like, because just being up there and just, you know, being able to play with the best guys in the world. And I just tell them, man, like, i like, jealous of you, happy for you, like, everything. And just can't wait to be there one day, that's for sure. Yeah, no, that's you. You're going to get the from the back tees bump. We used to be a curse, but now things are really turning around and, like, everyone's doing well. <laughs> well, hey, sign me up, man. I mean, Whatever Arjun Athwal was leading the tournament this week. Talk about a oh, from the back tees bump. That's true. The little bump. Hey, I'll take whatever bump I can get. Yeah, exactly. So let's hear right now you're caddying for Jimmy Stanger. How did, uh, how did you guys connect or how did you end up becoming a caddy? I feel like that's always an interesting story. Um, so his old caddy, uh, Tillis, is one of my really good buddies. Uh, I met him when I, like, when I first started club caddying at uh, Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra. And um, Tillis is the guy that kind of just really, you know, drew my attention to doing it, like, professionally. And um, I would come to him with any questions about it. At first, it was just like, oh, that seems cool. And um, next thing you know, he had, like, you know, kind of pet talked me into, you know, trying it out. But um, – so Tillis caddied for Jimmy, I think for about a year and a half. And then uh, there's a mutual parting uh, with him and Jimmy. And uh, Tillis and the guy he caddies for now, Jared Wolf, um, which I've actually come to know pretty well, they both uh, stuck their neck out and gave a good word to Jimmy uh, about me because um, I had actually just uh, – separated with the guy I was catting for at the beginning of the year and um it was just kind of perfect timing and basically the day after that I split up with uh the former guy I was working for uh Jimmy called me and we had a good talk and um I think we're five events in now so still relatively new but um Jimmy's a great dude uh super nice very uh, charitable, um, and he just with all the causes he does, and um, easy to work for. And the best thing about him is he's he's a stud. So just you know, looking to ride the coattails. There you go. Yes, yeah, so you. He, uh, oh, go ahead. Nolan. You mentioned you you went to Alabama, right? I did. Do you play golf at Alabama? Absolutely not. So, <laughs> no. You got Justin Thomas, who was in my class, and then you got me, like, off screen way <laughs> down here. So, um, yeah, no, I actually didn't even pick up golf until – like, I played a little bit growing up, like, here and there with my dad. But um, what always did team sports growing up. And when I graduated high school and went to college, I wasn't doing any of that. And there was that competitiveness that was still there and just, you know, wanting to play some sport. and that I didn't need other people there with, well, you know, with me to play. And so, um, you know, hit my dad up about like, what do you think about playing golf? And he was like, you got to do it. So I, I really didn't, I got back into golf hardcore, like sunk my teeth in. I was, mm, yeah, about 19 or 20. So about seven, seven or eight years ago. Right on. Yeah. Alabama's, yeah. Alabama's got a pretty solid track record of of recent golfers too. So yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, the uh, Robert Chen Jones Trail runs through it too, right? Very right. true. Yeah, yeah. RTJ, yeah, RTJ Trail. Dude, those so, are all so. So how yeah, good, how good at golf did you get in your couple of years? What what's the handicap working with? Am I still the worst uh, one on the pod? We talking about work. handicap. Uh, we talking about handicap, as Peyton Manning says, at elevation or sea level. There's a difference. Below sea level. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely. I'm. I'm nobody. Uh, I'm the world's okayest golfer. So, I can. I can go out and have fun, and you know, hit a hit a few good shots here and there. But, um, man, I. I, I, I it's, as far as handicap. Oh man. I already oh, I know it's gonna be you. it's gonna be pretty good, and I'm just gonna be demoralized. No, man. no, no, no. I, I, I would, I would, if I had to put a number, it'd be like, like maybe a seven and seven, seven to an eight. So, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that old <laughs> big brain. 
<laughs> I, I can shoot 98 or I can shoot 78, like, um, any given day. I mean, there's just – there's no telling. <laughs> that whole speech, Nolan, what did you think he was going to say his handicap was? I was thinking, like, it would be around 25 and maybe, like, 35. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. I, mean, I was feeling, like, in the high teens is what he was going to say. But, yeah, seven or eight is pretty solid. Jesus. Uh, hey, just – Play, play with me one time. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I will. You'll win. But I, I'm, I'm the guy that signs up for 18 holes and when I get on that ninth tee box and my back starts hurting. So I'm like, boys, I got to call it a day. Yeah, we're we're going to get to our event. Sorry? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good question. Would you finish last at a mini tour event? When did I say that again? Would you finish last if you entered a mini tour event? Oh boy, maybe I'll that's have it. To say yes. I'll I think that's it. No. We have to enter the same mini tour event. That'll be incredible. I would have to say yes. I don't I'll know. Caddy, I'll caddy for Colby and Reed will caddy for Zach. That's right. Uh, lock it up. Lock <laughs> it up. Reed's got to give me like flaps, like five aside. No. <laughs> I don't right. play golf I'll... anymore, man. I've played twice in the last year. I know. I try to get Reed to play uh, whenever we were both in Jacksonville. But, yeah, let's go play. He's like, man, I just – no, not today. Not today. So, I just – I was like, all right, whatever. I quit asking. Reed's a big war zone guy now. Hey, hand up on that. Hand up on that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. War zone. But, but in all seriousness, you spend every – and I love, I love being on the golf course, but you spend every minute on the golf course – and when, you know, you get some time off of it, and it's like, I don't want to go have time off and then go back to where my job is to, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah. Which I true. love my job. Change your schedule up so you can keep it fresh and whatnot. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So, yeah, you're definitely keeping hope alive, you know, for people to just get on tour and start caddying for the pros. I mean, I feel like a lot comes down to being in the right situation, and a lot comes down to just, like, having the personality where they don't want to kill you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got to know what you're doing, uh, obviously. No, for sure. A lot, of it, a lot of it is your personality, man. Like, it's a personality match with your player. Like, yeah. that's half of it, I yeah. would say. I mean, if you, if you annoy your player or your player annoys you or whatever, like, that's probably not going to be a good relationship. And you're probably not going to be very successful. Yeah, we spoke about it before. We need like a match.com for players and caddies or something. <laughs> <laughs> I could fill in all that. Just hope nobody gets catfished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. It looked like on, on a caddy, on a caddy match. Uh... Oh man. That, that would be. That would be out of this world. There is no telling what you would see on those profiles. Nolan, we'll sign you up for a couple of tech classes so you can make an app. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm already <laughs> very profitable. We'd have to charge a lot for each match. I feel like there's, there's not too many combinations. We don't have as many people as, like, Tinder here. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, you, could, you could set up uh, – there'd be, uh, you know, rewards. Like, if, you know, if you guys made the app and the caddy and the golfer get together – and they finish top 10, you know, oh, like they, have, they have to give you guys this much, <laughs> top wow. 25 this much. That's uh, a good idea. That's why you went to Alabama, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the smartest <laughs> people in the world. <laughs> Speaking of, are you, uh, what are you feeling like is going to happen for Roll Tide this season in the fall? I just heard like breaking news this year or today about like the ivy leagues shutting down uh all sports did you hear about that yeah um but good news is last time i checked alabama's not ivy league uh, <laughs> yeah, wait, i thought um, you said the smartest people go there <laughs> yeah you know act you know that's that people that go to alabama they're, they're sometimes they're not just good test takers all right that, that that's what we say we just can't take tests very well as long, um, as, you, as long as you can spell ACT. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you think you get, I think you get, th you know, seven points for just spelling your name right on on the ACT. So, right. you know, that that basically you're a shoe in to get in at least there. <laughs> yeah, if you can't um, get 
automatically knock down to an A minus at best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I hope they have. I was just talking to my uh, my roommate today. Um, who he's just he doesn't really have any big tie. He played uh, NAI football in uh, school in Mississippi, so he doesn't really have like college ties anywhere. But I was like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do if they don't have a college football season. I mean, that's just never been a thought. Um, but I don't know. I know I know a lot of people around here that will not be happy if there's not a college football season. That would just I mean, SEC football is like as far as like that. That's 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 the that's the year for most people. Oh yeah, I mean, and I, I'm not at all like. I, I don't hesitate saying the Premier League, like, you know, you got the English Premier League for soccer, like with those diehards, but it's, it's similar to that. I'm not, not, you know, on the like same level, not crazier. on the same level, of course, but it's just like, as far as like, we've got to have this, like, it, right. it, it's close. I mean, it's, cause there are some people that are just, I'm serious. Like people will not go over to people's houses down here. Like, like, Oh, we're gonna go over to so and so's house and you know watch game and have a few beers. Like, oh, aren't they an Auburn fan? Yeah. No, I'm good. Like, no, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Like, it's it's crazy. I'm not gonna lie, I just did a school project the other day, uh, and the main feature video was uh, I forget his name, Davis's return against Auburn. Sorry to rub it in, but uh, yeah. salt in the wound, salt in the wound. This is I'm genuine. I, I did it like two days ago. It was. Good video. It was a good call. That was – I will always remember that for the rest of my life because that was – some of the really big Alabama games I'll watch by myself so I can't act like an idiot in front of other people. I do that for, um, like, hockey games. Yeah. Dude, like, I mean, it's serious. Um, and I remember that play – I mean, you know, every now and then at, like, the end of a half or the end of a, you know, quarter or something, there's, like, a – punt or a kick return for a touchdown and there's always like a holding or block in the back or something so like I'm watching him run it back and there was like legitimately zero panic even when he's in the end zone and I'm just like looking up at this virtual scoreboard on the TV like yellow flag yes exactly (laughs) and I'm just like you know no panic waiting 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 and then it was been like 20 seconds I was just like oh my god like this just happened. This is real. Like, and then I was just like, want to just stab my eyes out. I could not believe <laughs> what happened. Like, I was just, oh, uh, it was. Auburn's going to win the night. football game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Davis, Davis is going to win the game. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I had buddies who had set that as a ringtone and, you oh, know, go off. Uh, That's pretty you. funny. Yeah, no joke. I, I turned my phone off, like. You know, that game ended at, like, 9 p.m. or whatever. I turned my phone off to, like, lunch the next day because, I mean, when games like that happen, you know, when especially if Auburn beats Alabama, we, we just have friends just, like, spamming our phone with, oh, yeah, you know, like, roll tied to that, yada, yada. And it was just like, I was just, I just I'm just not going to – can't listen to it. There's no way. How how'd they finish that year, though? Auburn or Alabama? Oh, Alabama. Was that 2013? They didn't they win. Went the, they went for the ship, didn't they? Yeah, Alabama. They won that year. They went. I think they went to the to the national championship. I see. I don't understand, Carl. Do you guys freak out over like the Iron Bowl? <laughs> I, I'm, it, it's it's like it's again. It's similar to, but not on the same level as like Manchester United and Chelsea, or like Man and Man City. I mean, it's just. I get it. I live in Montreal. Our hockey fans are like, they kill each other. It's just, I think what it is, is like, you know, here in Alabama, there's no pro football team or really pro sports team, like major pro sports teams. So Alabama and Auburn are like our pro sports teams. And they're both in the state. And you literally, by the time you're born, you like your parents are either putting red and white on you or orange and blue. I mean, it's just, Right. how it is and it is it gets it gets down and dirty that's for sure yeah it's like that here with the montreal canadians and hockey like it's like a religion and they, they blow up cult cars 
like madness. It but is. I, th- I think we got to go back to the old segment we had when we had uh, Ty Dillon on the show with three questions by a Canadian that are probably pretty bad. So, I love that segment. It's a great segment. We're going to start bringing it in. We're going to have sound effects and everything. So I have three questions for you that are probably pretty stupid, but they're all going to be related to Alabama football. Oh, my gosh. Okay, here we go. First question, has Alabama been like the best team in the SEC forever, or is this like only under Nick Saban? Ooh, maybe statistically, I would I would think so. I mean, I don't have the stat sheet, but I mean, they had Bear Bryant back in you know the seventies and eighties. Um, they, they were like pretty bad in like the nineties, though, right? Yeah, yeah, they weren't great in the nineties. Which you know, I, I was born in ninety two, so there was well, they Literally. won it. They won it, and they won the national championship in ninety two, and then they didn't win again until like two thousand nine or something. So I, maybe statistically, yeah, I think they, I think they are. They had Julio Jones when they when they won it for the first time again. Fifteen minutes down the road, man. He's uh, I played against him in uh, high school. Not fun. <laughs> really, that should have been the introduction. Fun. You were a DB. No, well, uh, so I was actually a freshman, and he was a senior. Um, and I think he, I think he might have played the first half, and then. No joke, we saw him in the stands the second half, like walking around. <laughs> like, that is not a joke. Is that bad of like, a blowout? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. I know, I know Derrick Henry played for Alabama. Is he from the state also? He's from Yulee, Florida, which is actually like, I think, 30, 45 minutes from Jacksonville. So His oh, high school uh, stats are like 500 yards a game on like 12 carries. He was like. He was like a created player on Madden, pretty much. I mean, Reed, you've never seen his high school game logs? It's incredible. Uh, it, never is seen that. That. it was like 450 yards, eight touchdowns, 500 <laughs> yards, nine touchdowns. Yeah, it was, it was stupid. <laughs> the Mack truck, dude. Yeah. And he's seriously like a refrigerator walking around with a football. Like, that picture of him next to Mark Ingram will, like, never <laughs> yeah. – it's yeah. always going to be burned in my mind of, like, how big this guy is. He's a massive human being. He's just an absolute unit. Yeah. Okay, second question by a Canadian here. This <laughs> is a great segment. I know I'm proud of this one. So, like, as an NFL fan, I follow, like, the Saints free agencies, the Habs free agency, what's going on. Do you follow that for college because they're gone so fast? Like recruiting? Like recruiting and like what's going on off the field and like where they're going to go. So like yes and no. Like I remember whenever I was like in college and the guys were like close to my age, I followed it because I always like thought it was super cool. Like, oh, you know, I'm 18 years old doing this and this guy's 18 years old, you know, trying to pick between Alabama, Auburn, USC. Like, you know, like as like a – I don't know, like an envy type of deal. But then, like, I don't know, the older I get, the more I just, like, you know, I, of course I follow, like, Alabama accounts, like, on Twitter and stuff, and I'll get an update saying, hey. Oh, another yeah. five-star recruit. Just yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Yeah, the rich get richer. And I, I love it. I love it. Uh, five-star recruit re- fucking signs to Alabama. Yeah. Or fucking yeah. across the board all the time. Hey, yeah, but that transfer, news. Water transfer portal, you can watch the transfer portal maybe now. That'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, that, that whole deal now, like, that, that they even have that just makes me, like, it, it's, it's scary. Because, I mean, now, you know, with kids, you know, about to be able to get paid in college, I mean, if they, you know, go to this school and, you know, there's – not like a lot of potential for them. They'll just they'll just transfer out. I feel like. I mean, these kids. I mean, at the end of the day, they're eighteen, nineteen years old. Like, there's it's crazy. You know, I feel like they can be swayed pretty easy. You know what I mean? Especially when you wave, you know, a dollar sign in front of them. You know, and yeah. but are you implying we'll that Alabama waves a dollar sign in front of them? <laughs> no, nah, he. I'm I'm, I'm talking about Scam Newton, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Scam Newton. Exactly. 
No, no. I, I, I have a good feeling that uh, all, almost every big school, um, you know, there's some type of compensation. Yeah, obviously. You know? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's right. No, I defend it. I would cheat. Why not? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, the third and final question, which will be prefaced with a question. Do you know what the Canadian Football League is? Yes. Okay. So, you know, like, Montreal is deemed the Montreal Alouettes. Do you think Alabama would beat the Montreal Alouettes? They would beat them by 50. Wrong. Whoa. They, they would, would beat them by so 50. badly. Colby, I'm going to send you article after article now. <laughs> how you don't understand how terribly they would lose. No, no. There, were, there was an article like five years ago from ESPN, like, would Alabama beat the Browns? That's no. an NFL football no. team. 100%. I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not agreeing. I'm not saying they would. Okay. But just, just that it's a conversation. No, no. Just... You would lose to the Montreal Alouettes by 50. <laughs> Is that – what are they, the best team? I'm going to – no, not even. But I'm going to give you a good argument here. Well, first of all, a bunch of our players have been like Heisman Trophy winners. We had that – our quarterback before was – who was the Heisman Trophy winner with Ohio State who never made it to the NFL? Oh, uh, um, oh, well, he's he went into the the XFL, didn't yeah. he? For... Yeah, so he was on the Alouettes. He wasn't even good enough to be on the Alouettes. Johnny Manziel was not close enough, close to good enough to be on the Alouettes. He stunk. Yeah. Now they have Vernon Adams, who was like a star for Oregon. Yeah. We- I, we would, I don't know. We would all kill right, you. Right. We would kill here, you. here. I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back. back. I won't say by fifty, but we're we're looking at we're looking at at worst an overtime game. No. At, at worst, I think a dead serious. I don't even like the CFL. I prefer like the SEC football. Because, but how many players on Alabama? Because I had this argument with my friends. How many players on Alabama make the NFL? Oh, that it's a decent percentage. Um, it it I think it's like, like I think it's around twenty to thirty percent. It's like it's a it's yeah. a decent amount. And and the reason they're so good is because like of that twenty and thirty, a lot of them are like stars in the NFL. Right. But seventy percent of their team is still guys who probably aren't going to play professional football after, or like at least fifty percent. The Alouettes is yeah, yeah, yeah. college I mean, players. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right, but again, just I mean, just because they don't go to the NFL, that doesn't mean they couldn't go to the CFL. Colby, I'm going to write up Zach. statistical analysis for you. Zach, <laughs> do you think the best CFL team could beat the worst NFL team? No, they would get killed. Okay. The so, NFL team would get killed by the worst NFL team. Or 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 the Browns would just murder the the. Roll Tide when they were talking oh, about it. For sure. Yeah, yeah there's no a, question. I don't think I, there's any question. But that. it's like Johnny Manziel, when he played Alabama, he was still, like, incredible. It wasn't like Alabama stopped him. He was nuts. He was when nuts. Johnny Manziel came to the CFL, he was, like, horrific. Hey, I, I've caddied the same group as Johnny Manziel at Silverleaf in Scottsdale. <laughs> Swear. He's, he's apparently really? a really good golfer. Okay, that's the end of my segment. It was a long segment this time. But, no, you didn't win that one, Colby. No, I, no, I no. I was talking up. Chalk it up as a W. <laughs> You're going to be like, why is this guy sending me emails about the CFL? <laughs> Dude, I got, I got to share something with you, Colby. Back when I was in college, we'd always have the um, – when they still had the college football game, we'd have, like, little, like, season-long tournaments on. And there was a – we had a no Alabama clause. Like, you cannot use Alabama because it was so unfair. So, that's how, <laughs> that's how good Alabama is. But I don't, yeah. I don't know if they could uh, – Stand up to a professional team, even if it is the Canadian League. We'll see. Yeah, so I much prefer watching Alabama play than the CFL, like way more. Just what about like nineteen years old? What about like what about like a good Alabama team versus an XFL team? No, I think get killed. <sighs> I think I don't know. So many players in Alabama aren't that good. It's it's the superstars that take you over the top. But, I mean, traditionally, it's like, you know, they're a really good defensive team. And, obviously, in the big leagues, I feel like defense is where, you know, is where games are kind of right. – I think at the end of the day, it's right. like it's the O-line versus the D-line. And, you know, I think a lot of football coaches will, would agree with that. But So, you really got to look at who's on that offensive line and who's on that 
defensive line. And then there, there's there's where your answer, you know, traditionally lies. We but. need to find, like, the only honest people we could get to find to give us, like, a good answer. We need to find, like, Vegas bookmakers, like the odds makers. <laughs> to like, what would you set the line at? Could you study it for us? Yeah. yeah. Hey. Or we make a shitload of money off this podcast, <laughs> somehow pay both teams to show up and scrim just to prove a point. That'll work. That'll work. I, I, I can really put in uh, I can put in 20 bucks of that. <laughs> I'll take it. You got to start hey, saying Question for, uh, for Colby. And I, I'm going to word it in a sense, so my opinion on it is not. Colby, how are the uh, the COVID tests we have to do every week? <sighs> that is a look of uh, I don't even Disgust. know. <laughs> I just I've never felt something so inappropriate in my <laughs> life. It just it is just it's so uncomfortable, and it's the first time you get it done. It is something you've never like a feeling you've never had in your life. It is it it feels Sounds like amazing. It, it feels like it goes like it's gonna go through your Kobe, brain. Kobe, have a girlfriend. Out in like a unicorn. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. It, something is not supposed to go there. No, exactly, exactly. Like it's not supposed to go there, man. No, that's why. Do you guys have to do it twice it, now, Reed? Even though you're at the same venue. I was wondering that when I got to town, but I think we have to do it. Yeah, I think we, even though we haven't left, I think we have. To do it again next week okay. yeah let's let's get yeah. back to some golf uh reed we got to congratulate you another solid finish just outside the top 10 you're really uh bringing in the bank we appreciate that yeah, you know yeah, yeah we, uh, good week and you know what i'll tell you this there's some uh at detroit golf course uh i should say that tournament in a hole uh, i guess last year when they had fans there it was actually very well attended I'll give them this, man. They got that rough around the greens in areas where you – if you didn't have a spotter, you would have a hard time finding it or stepping on a golf ball. I mean, it was it was nasty in some areas. And I was talking to uh, – actually, Mark and I were talking to uh, one of the guys who works for the club after the uh, the uh, tournament was over. He basically said, thanks for coming. How did the golf course and this and that? He said – he mentioned that they were going to – uh, put it in a couple more fairway bunkers and uh, do something with the irrigation. I think he mentioned, and he said next year that course should be really, really even way even firmer and faster. And it got pretty firm and fast on Sunday. But that's a golf course that it's an old school country club. It doesn't have a lot of um, beauty in the sense of you're not not knowing how much wow factor but they can get that golf course firm and fast and if they wanted to, and they can make it pretty tough. Yeah. You, you were leading the event for uh, a couple of holes there at one point. Do you feel like it probably helps you in the long run being able to lead on the PGA tour when, when you get back there? Yeah. I mean, any, any experience with that is, you know, positive experience and whether you play well or you don't play well, you're still learning something, whether you know it or not learning how to react to a situation. And I think that's really you got to keep your eye on. You got to keep your eye on and focused on learning and taking learning experiences even when you're least expecting them because that only helps you in the future, whether it's a putt on 18 to win a golf tournament or whether it's hitting the first tee ball of the day on, on the final round or whatever. But, you know, anything that you do, I think you just give it your hundred percent, every shot, every step. And, and however it plays out, it plays out, but you can't, you know, can't look back and say, what well, look at the show. You just take your learning experiences and move on. Yeah. I feel like you guys are so good at just staying like laser focused on like, all right, we're just going to hit the next shot. We're going to make this next shot the best we can do. It doesn't, doesn't matter where we are in the standings. We're always trying to make the best shot that's right in front of us. Uh, I feel like that's just something you guys do so much better than than anyone else. Like, as you guys being professional, you know, golfers and caddies. Right. Well, and I think, and Colby can probably test it too. Like, dude, you got to break a golf course down. I mean, if you get if you see the pins the night before, and you're doing the pins or whatever, and you're kind of seeing where the flags are. You're already you're kind of drawing up a game plan of 
how do we want to attack this hole? How are we going to attack that hole? Where the tee is going to be this and that. But at the end of the day, you can have a game plan, just like you have a game plan in a, in a football match or whatever, football game. But it may change due to other circumstances. So you have to be able to just take it shot by shot and step by step and, and you know, not try to conquer it all at once. Yeah, I feel like it was a long time coming, too, for Mark. He's finally, like, getting recognition on the tour. I mean, people on Twitter were loving him for, for his putting stroke and for the fact that Bryson just blasted it by him every single time and he still managed to keep up with him. Hey, so I have to, I have to denote this to our listeners, and they have to hear this because it's funnier now. We, I, we walked to the tee on Saturday. I walked to the tee, and Hubs, I think, ran in and did a league or something. They did something before he went to the tee. So I got to the tee before him. And Deej, <coughs> sorry, Deej Chambeau and his caddy are on the tee, and I introduced myself, and uh, we started small talking, and I said, hey, you, you know, you guys play in the next couple weeks. And Bryson's immediate answer was, no, I've been on the road for four weeks. I need, I need to go home and get bigger. <laughs> Dude, he said something about he wants to be like 280 or something. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what was funny was – I don't know if it was funny, but it was eye-opening was uh, we were playing with him when he berated that Cameron. I was five feet five. <laughs> True. I didn't even realize that. That was the round you guys were with him. Yeah, dude. I, I, it, it was almost like it just happened so quick and like out of the blue. It was like, what the hell? Like, he hit a shot out of the bunker or whatever it was, and, and it didn't hit it very well. And the, he was obviously a little bit frustrated. And the cameraman held on to it and held on to it and held on to it and kept watching it and kept watching it. Well, I guess he just looked at him and was like, dude, like, you don't need to try to capture every moment. What he was telling us was he feels like people are trying to find anything that could because what he's doing is so um, new and out of the blue and whatnot. People are trying to find any little thing to criticize him. It's it's uh, frustrating, I guess. He was. I mean, I, yeah, I can, I can understand that. He's a hundred percent right. It's for sure true that people are trying to find something, but at the same time, like it is a wild move for him to be like, "You need to stop doing your job of following me around the course." Like, yeah, right. the dude was just a cameraman being told what to do. Yeah, right. man. I feel like if you hit it three hundred fifty yards in the air, like camera guys are going to try to video every swing that you have because you're doing something that I don't know if it's like ever been done. Comes with the territory, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, obviously I wasn't there and I've never seen a guy hit it 350 in the air. I don't get how he did this so fast. Wasn't he like, like a pretty short hit or two, like a year ago? Quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah. We beat on hole number one. Oh, Reed's internet's <laughs> cutting out. Reed's breaking up big time. Too much. I think Colby, yeah, uh, Colby isn't, isn't he like a pretty short hitter, Bryson? Like back in the yeah, day? Yeah, I think he was like 300. I think, yeah, I think he was like pretty standard, which I mean, nowadays like 300 is kind of like middle grounds. And then I think whatever, I mean, if I'm wrong, Reed, let me know. But I think whenever he came back from quarantine, it was just like 40 yards longer, like just straight up carry. Like, Dude, I, we teed off hole number one. I, I want to say one was probably, oh, goodness, maybe 350 front, 360 front. We had a little tailwind. He fucking got one on the first swing of the day. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, I – I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. And he ended up being just short. We thought he drove the green. I'm like, dude, that doesn't even that doesn't even cross people's minds in two shots sometimes yeah. for that golfer. Three fifty. Dude, it's insane. It's crazy. But I mean, think about think about the way golf courses are laid out. Sometimes and typically a lot of the times, there's the troubles at three hundred. It's at three ten. It's at two ninety. Yeah. Where the roller, where the runouts are, where you know where where your ball is landing. So in most areas, he's just basically saying, "Oh, I don't care if I'm in rough. I'm just gonna bomb it over everything. I have a wedge in play." Yeah, you know, I, mean, I think the the craziest thing for him, like we spoke about it last week, Reed. You would even said like you don't think driving distance will matter too much. I think that was pretty much the consensus with everyone because no one imagines that you're just gonna start hitting 
350-yard carries, rolling out like 400 yards. Right. I feel like this is very concerning that he's just going to go win every single major now because everyone's just saying, like, no, there's no way he wins. There's so much, like, trouble everywhere. You can't just drive it so far. And he seems to well, be proving everyone I wrong. I think there's going to be certain golf courses – that he can't do it on. Like, he probably – I mean, I shouldn't say probably. A course like Augusta. He really just can't bomb it around Augusta. You know what I yeah. mean? There's courses, say, like uh, Torrey Pines, maybe, that you can take out fairway bunkers and just send it over them. Yeah. I mean, so, like, you can't bomb it around Augusta the whole place, but there's definitely holes where, like – I feel like he's, like, mapped it out. Like, he's going to start hitting, like, diagonally across every single hole, like, into trees and, like, <laughs> figure out the bounce. We'll see, That's man. Cool. I mean, he, he became the favorite at every single major this year already, which I think is absurd. I, I would go on to bet he doesn't win a single one this year. So. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, he's, like, he's – it's worse than even odds that he doesn't win one. I mean, it's still not easy, obviously. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, winning, winning golf any golf tournament is hard, but yeah. much less a major. I mean, that's – Yeah. And they I mean, haven't he was, been he – was winning, He was winning at a better clip before he did this. I mean, now this is a small sample size, so we got we to wait it out a little. He might, he might go ahead and knock off a couple more wins. But he, he had won, like – four in like a stretch of nine tournaments a couple years ago so it's not like he's played i don't know he's played great golf before yeah i mean he's got those like how many top sixes in a row now like i think dude he has a finish outside the top nine or eight or something since the tour returned but But he hasn't played every tournament like you guys that's right are one of only three players to have made the cut in each of those tournaments Grinding. I'm the only one with two B's connected in the last name. <laughs> Fun fact. an H. Yes, that's right. But uh, also, one of the craziest stats from Bryson I saw was that he led, after three rounds, he was leading the field in driving distance, but dead last in proximity to the hole on his approach. What? Yeah. It was wild. That's why people are saying, like, he could have won by 20. So I can imagine he actually hit it well. This last tournament? This last tournament, his proximity to the hole was dead last. Three, I three did not times. know that. Three, yeah, three, that's why he three finished rounds. first in putting, first in off the tee, and only won by two, which is like yeah. you think you'd win by like ten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I thought I read that too, that he finished like first player to ever win a tournament that led in stroke scanned off the tee and on the green. Yeah. Got to be those one-length irons. He's just got to switch those up. <laughs> That's one thing, too, though. Like, I, I like – it's great, like, entertainment to talk about how far he drives it. But I feel like he's almost, like, taking away from himself how good of a golfer he actually is. Because outside of the driving, he's an incredible golfer and, like, would yeah. win tournaments anyways. Yeah. He's unreal. You guys have seen the grips he puts on his clubs, right? <laughs> yeah, they're – yeah. He's, tr- he's trying them all out to figure out the most efficient one. Dude, they're like baseball bats. <laughs> That's what Hubbard should start doing. <laughs> start bombing. They're, they're literally like baseball bats, man. It's crazy. I got to ask you, though, too, Reed. Uh, well, first of all, the Pencer family was riled up when you guys were on TV all day. It was just <laughs> like every time we saw you guys, we're like, ooh, this is big news. We're never going to get there. But – were you a little disappointed that you didn't listen to my news, my idea of wearing all neon pink because you had some great, great work of taking the flag out, some, some great smiles at Hubbard throughout. And like, if you're wearing all neon pink, I feel like you could have grown a little fan base there. Neon pink will never be worn unless I lose a bet or something. <laughs> there was a chance that I'm like, at yeah, any were you point, nervous, Reed? Were you nervous yeah, about that yeah. pink hair bet? Dude, it, it crossed Colby my mind to date. at one point. Let's bring Colby to date like, here. Oh, shit. So, Colby, like, last week on the podcast, we bet him that if Mark Hubbard, or it was Mark Anderson, too, who was doing well at one point, right? if either one of those guys won, that the, uh, their caddy would have to dye their hair pink. And that would have been... 
Sorry? That would that would have been awesome. You imagine some six five caddy walking around with pink hair. Not even pink, hot pink. Yeah. We at any point did you think about it? I it crossed my mind. I I, I know it did. Like I thought about it. Like, like Friday okay. night after your Friday night after the round, you're like, oh shoot. <laughs> you're gonna have like a pot to win a tournament and all of a sudden you're gonna see Reed like co op to Hubbard and like whisper in his ear and the people are gonna be like, I wonder what he said. Like, well, that's no. gotta be some that's gotta be some true veteran caddy information right there. And he's probably been like, Hey, I don't wanna dye my hair pink. <laughs> Please fuck this up. We're, we're taking second, pal. You got to, you got to fight. You got to five uh, here. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Reed, is it is it a is it a lifelong bet? Like when you guys win on the PGA Tour, you'll dye your hair pink? No, 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 no. That, that was a you one have time to bet. Do it. I really don't want to. I really don't want to dye my hair pink. Reed, you have to do it. <laughs> have you no confidence? Oh, I I have confidence. He I'm has confidence. Like, that's why. Okay, you <laughs> made the bet though, and then look how well you did. Let's at least do it for this week. <laughs> only if colby goes in on it hey, uh, hey i'm not caddy this week no, nothing i can do about it bro a that's, simple yes your tournament, your tournament next week if we win dye my hair pink yeah or you could choose another color if we accept do you have any other suggestions I, i'll take another color i'll take green. How about brown fine we'll give you green no not brown you could go like <laughs> i was gonna say frosted tips but you don't see it with the hats so Oh, uh, we might do some beard dye, like some pink beard dye. Oh, that's good. That's, that's way worse. I'll be the first caddy to get fired after winning a tournament. <laughs> and then you'll become hey, a Jimmy, um, Jimmy, we have three feet to win here. Yeah, we need to fucking three putt this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy I, I see this putt breaking about three feet left to right. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? I got it dead straight. No, no, no. Downhill, <laughs> ten feet downhill. <laughs> yeah, it's a slider. Okay, so that me. sounds like an agreement. Do we have an agreement here? I don't need people backing out when you guys win. I'll do pink beard dye. Deal. Yeah, pink beard dye if we win this week. Oh, last you too, Reed? Pink, okay. Last pink bet, you, you little Canadian. <laughs> yeah, sure. It won't be the last pink bet. <laughs> we gotta have a bet if we if we if we don't win though. You guys, you guys, uh, that's even odds. If you guys win. If you guys win, I'll dye my hair. All right. What color? Yeah, we'll we'll all dye our hair. How I'll about do that? yeah. I'll do whatever you guys do if your if your player wins. Deal. I don't even deal. get a paycheck for that. That's a good deal. <laughs> we're just getting. I'm getting. We're getting nothing out of this. I'm gonna have to lawyer up. This is great though. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> we need to get like. Uh, no. Well, last week we had like. 2% of the field's caddies in on the deal. So I really thought we had a chance. Yeah, we did the math. There was a chance. Yeah, I didn't even know who we had. We had Juan Carlos, was it? Yeah, Tim Wilkinson. Okay, Tim Wilkinson. Jimmy. Okay, and then uh, we got one last topic, I guess. We got the memorial coming up. This podcast is going to be coming out Tuesday. So memorial's in two days. We're, like, recording in the past. Very weird. What are your thoughts on that, Reed? Uh, well, the memorial, um, you know, we have, we have the first tournament, the work day. Um, and they, oh, did I just skip uh, over it? Yeah, the work day, uh, you know, what they've said they're gonna, they did with the golf course is they're going to keep it a little softer and slower um, and then slowly make it firmer uh, for the memorial. Um, but yeah, the golf course is very demanding. Um, the green complexes are very good. If you miss it in the wrong wrong spot, you're gonna be penalized. Um, as far as you know, very tough up and downs. Um, but the golf course is one of the best I've ever seen in making you hit it to a certain area to have a good look at a uh, you know birdie or. You know, hitting up the left side of the fairway, see how you have an angle into the uphill slope instead of hitting the cross slope into the green or what have you. Um, but yeah, man, this golf course is one of the better ones I've seen out here. What's sure. it like playing? I heard they're going to be very similar the workday, the way this, they're set up. I think maybe those four holes are going to be set up differently. But besides, yeah, that, yeah, 
I, they'll change a few things, but it'll be interesting to see what actually what happens. But uh, what I'm curious of, and we talked about it before, all the collection areas around the green. Like, I'm I'm curious how much they're actually going to get beat up. Um, yeah. I mean, it might even come to a point where they take the collection areas that are beat up and just resod them for next week. I mean, who knows? Yeah, It'd be Do very think, interesting. Uh, does Hubbard suit this course well? We need the uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's a I think it's a definitely a um, you got to drive it well, and I think there's a big um, a key on uh, being able to control your number with your with your approaches and your irons. Like I said, if you miss it long and and you're, that's the wrong spot, you're you're gonna get penalized for it. Maybe not actual stroke penalties, but um, but there's areas where there's big X's and you should not ever be there. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah, bring that big uh, get that big red highlighter out for that yardage book with the X's. Yeah, that's right. No bueno. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully this week hearing an announcement that Tiger is going to tee it up next week at the Memorial, man. I, I need me some Tiger Woods back in my life. We all do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he's, make, he's like making everyone wait because I, I would guess he knows when he wants to come back unless he's been like sore or hurt. You would think he would announce right. it. Maybe yeah, he has I, to build the hype. I just don't think well, we ever really know because he obviously what he went through, like he's now probably keeping everything so close to himself that you just don't know, man. Sure. I can't blame him. Yeah. Yeah, because so, I mean, anything he does is front page news and, you know. Just like DeChambeau. <laughs> Do what? Just like DeChambeau. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. Except DeChambeau's. 20 years younger than him. Right. I thought he was like 28, 29, and it came up said he was 26. And I was just like, I got a year younger than me. Could have been you. Here's a, uh, Could have been me. Does anyone, trivia question, does anyone know where Bryson DeChambeau played college golf? Yes. SMU. SMU. Yeah. Mustangs. Mustangs. He and played he with uh, Harry, I think him and Harry Higgs were teammates. And yeah, uh, that's right. Smotherman. Smotherman on Corn Ferry, right? Yeah, Austin Smotherman was on that team too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a solid team. Think about that. Think about, was, think about Oklahoma State when they had Victor Hovland and Matt Wolf and all them together. Yeah, yeah. dude. Wolf, yeah. Is, Wolf is an animal. So is Hovland. Literally. Yeah, Hovland's been like really on fire. Yeah. That did. So I, I, will, I will say I'm starting to see a new wave of guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you see a new wave every three or four or five years. Uh, not that the other ones get bad or worse, but you just see new talent come in. Who's going to be able to perform? And it's kind of cool to see. You know what's so, crazy? Yeah. Like 300 days ago, it was like the introduction of Morikawa, Hovland, and Wolf. And yep. less than a year later, they're like three of the best players on tour, and people just forgot that they just started. The, yeah. So I remember last year we were in um, Portland, Oregon, which is the last regular season event of the Let's year. <laughs> we were at Pumpkin Ridge, and Portland, you know, there. yeah, Colby yeah. loves Portland. No, yeah, no. what? Um, What's wrong with Portland? No, 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 I do, I do. I love, I love that 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 tournament week's awesome. Um, but um, the guy I was catting for then, uh, you know, that's. The very next week, the finals or the playoffs start, or finals, whatever you want to call it, which is those last three events for 25 more tour cards. And the guys cat in for, like, we were talking about it with a couple other players and caddies. And he's like, Yeah, man, you know, the goal is just get in the playoffs and try to compete for one of those 24 cards uh, through, through three tournaments. And I was like, 24? I was like, Dude, there's 25. He's like, Yeah, but Victor Hovland. Has an is an auto lot on one of those, <laughs> so you're really playing for 24. And I was like, you were so. And sure enough, like you got his card, Victor. Like I know Hovland played his uh, played those last three events and just like locked up tour status. And I was like, that dude was so right. I mean, he was yeah. true though. It was true though. I went down to the back. I went to the U.S. Open down at Pebble where he played still as an amateur, and I was like, yeah, this guy's for real, dude. He is. He's next level. Like. I, I would love I would love to just see him like follow him for like 
couple like Saturday Sunday rounds like in the mix and just watch him just I mean just hit it just straight down the middle right at the pin he's he's nuts a little fun fact about Victor Hovland why I always have a soft spot for him the first PGA Tour event that I went to and we had uh tour credentials for was the farmer's insurance two years ago it was before I even knew Reed and uh I went to the putting green. I was going to like interview some guys and like Patrick Reed was a complete dick, but a couple other people were complete dicks. And then Victor Hovland was just there alone putting. I had no idea who he was with like his the small like college bag went up to him and he spoke to me for like 20 minutes. Just like, do you have any more questions you want me to answer? I'm like, Oh, great. Day. Uh, one thing I, one thing I will say too, the ladies love some Victor Hovland down. I, like when we were in Pebble beach, like Victor. Oh, I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause isn't he like Norwegian or Danish? So he's Norwegian. Yeah, he's always, he's always rocking that JL gear. Yeah, exactly. They love that. The ladies hey, love that. I think the lady, I think most ladies just love a, a young guy that's, even decent looking with, with that kind of income. I mean, that is breaking <laughs> it Reed. In. Wasn't going to say it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Big money read. Hey, man, I just, nope, nope, no. Nope. We, 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 don't, we don't mess with that. Do you put in your Tinder bio read, your recent finishes? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but we, we, do put, we, we do put a big smile on there. <laughs> you guys are fucking awesome i love um okay before we get off of uh, bothering reed about his uh quality life uh, <laughs> give us uh, the rundown on what's to come on the corn Ferry tour and uh how the season's playing out um so like i said off this week we got starting this week we got two weeks back to back in san antonio so i'll be there back with Jimmy next week. And then I think we're taking this after next week, it'll be a six week straight. And so we're going to take a week off after that. And then I think we're doing five straight all the way, all the way into, I don't even, I can't even remember. I just looked at it earlier today, but it's just so weird to have, you know, the updated schedule versus the old schedule and they're kind of right beside each other so i get the dates all mixed up but i'm pretty sure we're going to be doing five straight after that so um you guys but, i mean we've yeah i mean we've been lucky to be in portland yeah oh yeah oh yeah hit me up colby colby knows where to go in portland no <laughs> yeah yeah it's called it's called the airbnb <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, Port, me and Reed had some fun last year in Portland. We'll, we'll, leave, it at, we'll leave it at that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, this season's been fun so far. I mean, I've, I've had, like, a couple top tens. And then, uh, you know, me and me and John, uh, me and John, Jimmy, you know, had we've had some good finishes. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm just excited. Like, especially after sitting sitting on my butt for three months, like, wonder if I'm going to be able even to have a job anymore to being able to come right back to work and having, you know, two out of three good finishes. It's just kind of like a good kick, like kind of gets you back going again. So that's just ready to, ready to get back out there. I know Texas is supposed to be smoking hot. Like I think it's supposed to be like 80 to 105, like almost every day this week and next week. So are you flying or are you driving? I'm driving. Driving private. Driving private. <laughs> yeah. It's only, How far it's is that? 10 like hours. 10 hours? Yeah, 10 hours. So yeah. I can knock that out in the day. I'll be going through Louisiana. I might stop for some uh, some boudin, you know, maybe a couple roulette spins and hit the road. Very oh, good. yeah. Always play, always play the zeros. Zero, hey, zeros, always zeros, play the black. Yep. Yeah, zero. Yeah, that's great though. Yeah. Uh, you know, we definitely have to get out to a corn ferry tour event. I feel like. Oh, yeah, that's I'll, where it's at. I'll get out to that Portland one. Hopefully, by then we can have at least some type of, you know, crowd. You know, maybe right. even if it's like twenty-five percent. I mean, it's 
I mean, honestly, like with Corn Ferry, it's not so much – not even close to PGA. So there's only like a handful of Corn Ferry events where there are like really sizable crowds. But just coming back to play with zero people watching is – you know, it was weird. But now, you know, I'm definitely used to it. So to the point where I feel like if one week they're like – especially if it's like Portland, who usually has a pretty big crowd, they're like, hey, you know, we're having – selling 100% of tickets, you know, we're going to show up. And it's, I feel like I'd be lost, but I don't know. There's, I'm not even the guys hitting the balls, but there's something about, you know, playing in front of people that just, I don't know. It's just like a different gear. It's just, it's just cool, you know, because I know if I wasn't caddying, I would be right outside the other side of those ropes. Cause I've, I tell everybody that, you know, they ask me what I do for a living and I tell them and, you know, what do you like about it? I'm like, literally watching these guys some of the best guys in the world like play the sport that I love to play and it's just not even close to the same level I mean it's just I mean some of these shots these guys hit you're just like it is bonkers to watch the guys on tour like how good they are it's like impossible it doesn't make sense I could practice my entire life I would never yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I always like joke with some of the other caddies in our group. If one of our guys hits like some just re- usually like those short game shots, like a bunker shot or something out of the rough, yeah. and you're just like, "How did he just do that?" Like you know how he did it, but just to actually be able to execute it, like trying to you know say par or make birdie, it's just like. And I'm just what is so going on? Yeah, the, the par saves are like crazy when they like drive yeah. almost out of bounds and make something. Or like even the putting, like a 50 foot putt, it's like a guaranteed three putt for me, probably a four yeah. putt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matthew Wolf just like drains downhill 50 footers. Yeah, yeah, while he's in contention. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I made like a 25 foot par putt with some buddies last time I was home and played with them. And I won like 75 bucks. I thought I was going to the Masters. And it was like 25 feet. Yeah, These guys are like making, like you said, like 50 foot. It's ridiculous. I know you're still telling it on podcasts being shared to millions worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, before yeah. we close things off, we've, We've been on for around an hour now. Do you have any uh, questions you want to ask the crew? Oof. No, nothing. We're not that interesting, really. Oof. Well, I already know too much about Reed, so I can't really ask You're him. Way, way too much. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What got you guys into this? Uh, I've just always loved, always loved golf. I always find it amazing how good they are. And – it really did start like like now we we've, we've gotten to know a bunch of the PGA Tour guys and really more because Reed's on the tour so like we love just following him but originally we all started just following the Corn Ferry Tour and like the caddies because I find that way more interesting than following around like Bryson DeChambeau or well right. now it's interesting but usually it's yeah interesting. yeah I'm only I'm only on here because Zach begged me he just needed me and it's true. I was like ah. Uh, you're only going to pay me six figures, but I'll do it, Zach. <laughs> yeah. And usually not one to, to, to divulge in the money, but yeah, sure, you got me. <laughs> no, man, I, I, I listen to a lot of, a lot of uh, podcasts, and especially the golfing podcasts, and there's, like, there's so many different varieties of like, styles and topics, you know, and uh, it's just – especially once I started doing what I'm, you know, caddying for a living. It's just, uh, it's like crack cocaine to me, man. I just can't, it's like, you can't get enough of it. You just, you know, cause I, I, I like, I love talking golf um, and listening to other guys talk about the same stuff that I'm interested in. is just kind of, I was it's just super cool. It'd be like, you know, a detective listening to true crime series or something. Yeah, you know? no, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. We have some, some interesting people on for sure. Not you, but I mean, outside of golf, we've just had, we've gone from NASCAR drivers to NHL scouts, Corn Ferry Tour caddies, PGA pros. We've done yeah. it all. It, it, it's a melting pot on this, on this podcast. Exactly. That's what we go for. Try to make people yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good. It's, it's exactly, I mean, I'm sure that's what, you know, the majority of people want, you know, because you don't, you know, 
I don't think a lot of people want to get on and see the same stuff every day. Like if it was a corn fairy caddy, every single podcast, you know, or yeah, so it's good. Or, you know, NHL scout, you know, every podcast. So it's awesome. Uh, you know, just mixing it up and just getting different ideas and, you know, opinions on a lot of the same topics and then also very different topics. So I'm sure y'all haven't asked as many Alabama football questions to the other guys. So, no, no, we have plenty more. We're going to have to have you on again to just keep pounding the Alabama questions. I'm going to have to get my history book out, my Alabama football history book out. you got to brush up a little. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm telling you. It's, I, I got, got a my mind. question before we go. Go ahead. Here. All right. It says nothing to do with sports, but I have a trivia question. Take your time, Reed. Take your time. What is – the northernmost, the easternmost, the westernmost, and the southernmost state. They can all be different there. Oh, my or, God. I'm going to be so far off. It's going to be embarrassing. Or they can all be the same. I've heard this. This is like a riddle. Well, about all the same. No. So, just start. Like, what's, what's the southernmost? No, no, no. Okay. no, no. There's four of them. Name the southernmost state, name the northernmost state, name the easternmost state, name the westernmost state, but a state can be used more than once. Is this continental U.S. or is Alaska and Hawaii in here? But every, everything, all 50. So Hawaii, southern. Hawaii, Hawaii is uh, south. Alaska, north. Alaska's north. Of course. Alaska, west. Washington. What? Washington? For West? No, I would think Alaska. Alaska's West. What's yeah. East? This is the one everyone fucks up. New York? You'll never think of it, dude, because Maine. it's it's kind of it's kind of like you gotta think about the international date line. Is it not the Maine? What? Is it like Alaska, Alaska crosses the date line? So is technically Alaska is north northeast huh. and west. Reed, you love Texture. your geography, eh? <laughs> Big geography guy. I heard that. I heard that in a bar like fucking five months ago, man. It's the greatest. I've never had anyone answer it right. You you need to bring on last week or two weeks ago. You also had a geography question. That's like your thing now. We're gonna have to have like Reed's geography question of the day. I we should do that. Reed's <laughs> geography question. The fucking week. Oh, where? Wait, what is, yeah, where's Reed? And I can do it. I'll do a geography question of where I'm at. Oh, that! Wow, that's a good one, Reed. Ooh, wow. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Reed's 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 local geography. You're more than just a Blake Bortles lookalike, Reed. <laughs> uh, the UCF too. That's perfect. Yeah, uh, you know, it's brilliant. Well, thanks so much, Colby, for coming on. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. I know I'm going to have to add you now to the PGA Tour app, you know, follow along. We follow yeah. along all our guys. We're waiting on that first place. We'll see that pink beard next week. Can't wait. I need that, I need that bump. Yeah, that in two bump. weeks, we'll see it. But yeah, we really appreciate having you on, and we'll for sure have you on again soon. Sounds good, man. Appreciate thanks, it, Colby. Thanks, Colby. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Colby. Thanks, Zach. Yeah. Reed. Always a pleasure.